another production from Solid Gold Podcast. It's another brand new week because, of course, for Jenny Baxter over in France and myself, Melanie Walker, here in Johannesburg, Wednesday is the start of a new week. Why should it be Monday? Okay, seeing as we work on weekends, there's absolutely no difference whatsoever. So henceforth, Wednesday shall be the first day of the week. And a very warm welcome <laughs> to you, Jenny. Hi, Mel. I love that. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm just the happiest person now that spring is back. Um, it is my absolute favorite time of year, except for summer. But I unpacked my... I mean, I pack away my winter woolies. You know, I do this every single year and I do it on spring day. So, which was, um, on Friday, the 23rd. So I packed everything away and brought out all the summer goodies. And now I am feeling like I'm actually back in the world again. Oh, Although yeah. I just turned 40 again. So I'm kind of like, you know, oh, what am I going to do now? I'm going to have to find something new to do with my life, but I'll continue doing <laughs> you know, this. Don't worry. You know, when you say you turned 40 again, you know, it sounds like you just turned 80. <laughs> no, but I was 42 last year, so okay. I'm allowed to be 40 this year. It's a two-thirds, a tooth, a toother. <laughs> so okay. I decided that that's the way to go. Okay, happy, so happy there we birthday. have birthday. And and how was your birthday and and Heritage Day celebrations? Well, on Heritage Day, um, as I said, I mean, I work on weekends. So I went and taught on Friday morning. Then I went through to the DA um, launch because, you know, they're doing the whole launch thing for the, the – I don't know what it's for. I, I just went and I went, meant to met up with, <laughs> uh, they, they were like launching the new person that they want to put forward, I think as the premier of Gauteng, okay. which was like really, really, he's a lovely guy, Solly. Don't ask me a surname. I don't know. You know, I'm not a politician. Okay. But it was so lovely to see all these people. And of course, I've never been to Freedom Park before. So I managed to get in there. And looked around and went and looked at the wall and it was hot. My goodness. And there was no shade, but the people were just so fired up about, like, as we always say, bringing people together and making a South Africa a better place to live in. And the positivity that I felt through all of these people that were there was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, um, so beautiful. that's what I did on Saturday on Heritage Day and. I went out to go and watch Tim Parr playing yes. at the Radium Beer Hall, which was awesome. So lovely oh, to, nice. to go out and, and support local acts. And um, on my birthday, I did exactly what I wanted to do, which was absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And what did you get up to on Heritage Day? Did you have any things happening over there that you knew about in Europe? Um, there were things happening all over the world, people dressing up and whatever, and I temporarily put a scarf around, but it was just too hot because I've got mm. that South African scarf. Yes. So, um, and I did go down to the shop to buy some biltong. That was about Okay, it. well done you. <laughs> well, yeah. We had a heritage day thing at the gym on the Monday. So we taught our classes and we told our classes all to wear something to do with their heritage. And I thought, well, I'm not exactly going to be able to do Pilates in a kilt. Um, but I did <laughs> oh from God. many years ago. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? So uh, many years ago when we were doing treasure hunt down in Ponderland uh, at Port St. John's, I bought this beautiful little kind of um, skirt, one of the skirts that you would just tie around. And it, it's very, very short. It's got shweshwe material in it. It's got bells Beautiful. and beads and the whole number. So you, you swing your bum around the place and the bells all ring. So I thought, you know what? The way I thought about it, uh, yes, I'm a bit of a mutt. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm a dog or the female version thereof. I'm just a bit of a, a mutt. And I thought, you know what? South Africa is my country. I am South African and I don't really identify with any cultures from anywhere else in the world. 
except for an African culture. And I thought, you know, some people may have said, oh, cultural appropriation. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm an African and I believe in, in doing the whole Ubuntu thing. So I had my little thing on. I had my beads, which I've been wearing for years and years. And I loved it. And most of the people that came to the classes were also doing the whole kind of like African bead thing, which is great. Yeah. So it's lovely to see people coming together and actually appreciating culture. And sometimes a uh, cultural appropriation is actually just a form of flattery. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So, yeah, you want to if you want to drink my Johnny Walker whiskey, well then I'm going to wear beads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. For over 30 years, we've been uncovering high-level corruption, holding crooks accountable, and meeting a few inspiring and intriguing characters along the way. Now, join us as we take a step in a new direction with Carte Blanche, the podcast. Unique stories, unique perspectives, with new episodes uploaded throughout the week, available anytime, anywhere. That's Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. What um, news have you got from expats around the world? Well, I think we were all excited to see headlines yesterday about, you know, NASA sent um, its little spacecraft way into space to collide with an asteroid. With a, a meteor or asteroid, yeah. Yeah, an asteroid moonlit. It was, it was the, the kind of the moonlit of an even bigger asteroid. But, mm. but what we were excited to see is that some of the best footage was captured in South Africa at an observatory in South Africa. So that was pretty cool. And as they say, us Earthlings can now sleep safely knowing that if an asteroid does head for us, there's a way to kind of get it off course. The other thing that I just thought that expats should know about is that there are now, well, by Christmas time, there will be 191 international flights into Cape Town per week. Where are they getting all the time to land all of them? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, Heathrow has a plane every two minutes. So yeah. I think they probably have more than 191 in a day. In, in a yeah, couple of hours. Well. <laughs> yeah, in a couple in a of hours, hours. You're quite right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so wherever you are in the world, there, there's got to be a plane near you that can get you to Cape Town, get you to South Africa. Also, a shout out to the locals. A report came out this week just showing how, you know, with Omicron and all the disasters with tourism, that it really mm. was the locals who got up and spent their hard-earned rands and, and supported tourism and got yeah. Cape Town, uh, the Western Cape, and most of the country through those really bleak months when nobody from overseas could visit. Other good news we've got is from America, there's a publisher there who has just signed up Triggerfish. So tr oh, Triggerfish are fantastic. They, I mean, they do the most incredible work, yeah. Exactly. And normally they do animated movies, which have won numerous mm. international awards. But now they're branching into graphic books. And I think the first one that's going to be published is called Pearl of the Sea. And mm -hmm. it's about a South African girl who helps her father with, is it abalone or abalone? Either. I've heard it called both. I, okay. I'd say abalone. So um, Paralamun. 
Yeah, Pear Lemon. The world's your Pear Lemon. Um, is one of our SA people <laughs> mottos. <laughs> the world is your Pear Lemon. <laughs> yeah, it's not an oyster anymore. Forget it. You have to no. eat. <laughs> yeah. So it's about that. So it, so it also raises a bit of awareness about the poaching problem in South Africa. But it's beautiful. The, you know, the, the, the drawings are just out of this world. Mm. So, uh, and then on Heritage Day, Spotify, uh, International announced that it has released five lists that it's curated of Afrikaans mm. music. So wherever you are in the world, if you're missing Afrikaans music, you can now listen to, there's a Buddha music one, there's an Afrikaans country, geloof, dance, and hip-hop. Okay, well, I, I was sitting there and just thinking on Saturday when we were doing the launch that um, they were playing some of those Afrikaans songs like Captain and things like that and I'm just sitting there and seeing everybody boogieing to it and I mean we're talking about an incredibly diverse crowd of people and I was—I I think I was probably about the only person there that wasn't enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> well I should have been there with you um, the, the Spotify actually said with Afrikaans being the third most widely spoken language in, in South Africa, apparently. Mm-hmm. They said that they were, were curating these lists to give voice to numerous different cultural groups in SA. Because, you know, as you say, it's not just one group who, who speak Afrikaans. It's actually quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was okay. Cool. And then, um, and, and rugby. Yeah, if you if you're in New Zealand, um, starting in about a week's time is the Rugby World Cup for women. So please go support our team. They are phenomenal. They really are acing it. I think the first yeah. first match is against France, and then and we came second. The men in the World yeah. Champs, unfortunately not Lost first. Lost to New, Z- New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But again, you know, South African locals, a huge shout out. I think Rassi Erasmus today or yesterday tweeted, you know, a huge thank you. I think it was like uh, the crowds were, the stadiums were like 98% full. Mm. So everybody got out there and, and supported the Boca. So. Well, yes, of course, we must support our Boca. Yeah. Totally support them, you know. Why Even not? Even when we win. Yeah, but, but I just I must admit that I, I know that there's I, I'm a bit confused about all the different World Cups and different uh, what do you call them? The games where they have like it used to be the Super Twelve. I loved Super Twelve. I mean that was like for me working out the permutation. Sixty nine games, like yes, four yes. semifinals, one winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, sixty nine games, twelve teams, one winner. Uh, bit, but now it's it's changed a bit, and I know that they need to keep it fresh and everything. But the the excitement I used to feel in the in the Super Twelve days was like a big thing. But anyway, so our blood is green. We will keep on supporting. Good. Okay, so now what has been happening over your side of the world? I mean, how did did you go to the palace on the day that it was open on the Sunday? I did not. I did mm. not. But I'm going on Thursday, and hopefully I'll bump into Princess Charlene. That would be pretty cool. It's the Monaco boat show. It starts on. Thursday. Thursday, so there'll be a lot of South Africans because we all know how many South Africans work on all these super yachts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Princess Charlene will obviously be there. And hasn't she just uh, released a book as well? I'm sure I got something from Jonathan Ball about. Um, we spoke about Charlene. it before. Oh, yeah, but it's now it's now coming out. Ah, oh. oh, please send me that. 
Okay, I'll okay. find it. I'll send it to you. We'll we'll put it up there on on the show. Um, okay, okay, and then um, what's happening with Formula One? Because I know that a lot of people were complaining. Sasha Martinengo is on on TV at the moment talking about uh, Kyle Lamy and Formula One, and they hear what does he know about Formula One? I <laughs> know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been very frustrating because, and, and this is a running theme at the moment. The the South African government just has so many priorities right now that it's not able to support sporting things, which actually do so much for the country and you know for Kaya Lamy to come alive again is mm-hmm. so good for South African business and for South African tourism and reputation and everything you know but the government cannot fund it and that's you know one of the bottom lines why we didn't get Kaya Lamy this this uh, for 2023. Well, we need power to run these things and we don't have any As of that. Well. So. <laughs> but now they, they <laughs> are they are in negotiations in London right now and I think Carte Blanche interviewed the Kailami circuit owner last Sunday mm-hmm. and he said they're speaking to a consortium you know, of private enterprise that can hopefully sponsor it and, and get it happening. And, and on a similar track in Australia this last week in Wollongong they held the cycling World Championships, and you know this the South African woman Ashley Mulman Pasio. She, mm-hmm. you know, she really was a contender, and, and should have almost come first. You know, she's she's that good. Almost come first, or actually come first. She should have. <laughs> she should have okay. come first. She she's of that level. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, she's she's written a, a really. The sad post that just how incredibly difficult it is, the obstacles that are in front of you when you're representing a country that does not fund or support you in any way, yep. you know, and, and, and she really thanked the Australians for their kindness. She met her, her husband met some Australians in Spain in June and they actually hosted, landed up hosting her. And the two other South African women that were there, which was mm. amazingly, you know, generous of them. And she just said, you know, it was one of the best weeks of her life, the hospitality from Australia. And Daryl Impey said the same. He also was mm. a little disappointed to not get a podium finish. But he, he thanked the Australians and he also thanked all the South Africans. He, you know, he said that that was just wild to see all the, all the expats out there supporting them. Yeah. No, the cyclists, I mean, the people do come out in their droves. And, yeah. and as you know, I mean, I love watching like the Tour de France. Anything which is touring anywhere and I can see the countryside, I'm happy to watch. I think that watching people going around and around an aerodrome, is it called an aerodrome? Cyclodrome? Whatever they call it. <laughs> um, which is what my dad used to do. And I sit and look at that and just think, well, that's pretty boring. <laughs> it's like watching the Indy 500. There's, it's just a vroom, vroom, vroom around and around. Well, it's like swimmers say to swim up and down and just look at the black line underneath. Oh. It's kind of boring. Yeah. It is a bit boring. We want to see countryside. That's why. Motor racing and cycling, not bad things after all. Okay, what else is there from the world of sport with our expats who are playing and doing things around the world? Well, the Lava Cup, you know, the tennis, which was where Roger Federer had his last ATP match ever um, because he has retired from that. Is that the one that was named after Rod Laver? Oh, yeah, must be. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Must be yours. Uh, yes, that was it in was. London, hey? and it had a lot of South African links because, for a start, Roger Federer's mother is South African, Lynette. Mm-hmm. Um, South African, and then Cameron Norrie was there. Remember, he was born and yeah. brought up for the first six years of his life in South Africa in Johannesburg. That's where he started playing and tennis. And then was Australia, and then yes, overseas. Yes, yeah, everything. Yeah. He was there. He was like so excited to be in the the Euro team with with like Roger Federer and those people and and thanked him for everything and then the guy who knocked you know who basically from the world team from America who mm-hmm. landed up making Roger Federer's team lose is oh gosh I've just forgotten his name you know it <laughs> Francis uh, Tiafo. Wayne Ferreira. No, Francis Tiafa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's American. His coach is the South African Wayne Ferreira. Game and how he got to the semifinals in New York and the New York Open, uh, US Open. And um, I interviewed Wayne when he was uh, playing for South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, I did this beautiful long interview with him. And my tape recorder didn't tape a, a word of it. It was so frustrating. Oh, no. But um, but what I do remember him saying, and I actually used to speak to him quite a bit on the phone afterwards because I lived near Wimbledon and he used to come and play at Wimbledon. But Wayne used to have a real problem with focus. And I remember him saying how he would be on the court at Wimbledon and he'd be hitting and he'd be thinking, I wonder what my girlfriend's doing right now. I wonder if she's shopping. I wonder where she's shopping. Talking about that, and I mean, it's an interesting thing, and I can't, I don't know which girlfriend he was talking about at the time, but my closest link to tennis was my, my late friend who used to sit there and say, I'm kind of very related to Mats Willander because <laughs> my best friend, which was me's ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's girlfriend was married to so-and-so. So we worked the six degrees <laughs> of separation between me <laughs> and Mats Willander. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, so, but the, in between there was also, <laughs> the reason I'm saying that was also Wayne Ferreira, who happened to be the one who was friends with the what, what, what and whoever, you know, these, you know, it's a small village we live in, Jenny. It's a very small very Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Okay. All right. Let's get on to some local good news. And I see that you're talking about plants. And of course, I'm always banging on about plants. And I have a lot of people who are moaning at me. Especially up here in Johannesburg where they're saying, you know, somebody posted a picture of a syringa tree. And I know a lot of people are allergic to syringas. And, yes, they give you a lot of hay fever and all of this. And it is an invader. But like the jacaranda, I think, in Johannesburg, it may have been declared non-invasive in an urban environment. So you don't have to go and top it down. But, my goodness, the people who are indigenous Nazis are just like, no, it's invading. We must get rid of it. And I'm like… Well, if you go and plant another tree next to it in the interim so that it will grow up, and in fact, anybody who's being affected with their trees on their pavements getting annihilated, don't expect city parks to come and plant a tree. Go plant a tree now which is resistant and not a reproductive host tree for the polyphagous shot hole borer. So that by the time that tree actually dies, and the jacarandas are all going to be dying within the next 10 years as well because they have a limited lifespan, you'll have a tree which has grown to take over because otherwise Johannesburg is going to become a dust bowl. So, However, I 
I can tell you know, in some places in the country, yes, you do need to get rid of a lot of the invasives, like on the south coast, the Port Jackson firs, Lantana, huge issues, just edging out all the indigenous plants. And and what about in KwaZulu Natal? You know, somebody uh, wrote on on our Facebook page that that syringa is a problem in KZN. Yep, that's what I'm saying. In urban areas, a it's lot of okay. them, they, they've been, yeah. So if, if you've got it under control, there's certain plants that you don't have to go and remove it. It's the Sanbi, uh, what is it? The, oh, I've forgotten what is it, Niobe something or the other list 1B, category 1B, Invader 1A, 2 or 3. So there, there are certain ones like 1A needs to be eradicated. Okay. But on that are certain crops like your elderberry, elderflower, which is, declared category 1A, which means you should take it out, but it's also a food crop and a good medicinal plant. So you've got to kind of be a little bit more productive. If you have it caged up in your garden it's and it's not and going white. anywhere. Yeah, it's one of those things. But I, I do understand like, you know, the clearing of invasive plants like down in Cape Town. It is very necessary, you know, to save billions of water, especially in the water stressed areas. I mean, if yeah. you look at the Eastern Cape, if you look at, at uh, the Western Cape, and I mean, even Joburg at one stage, I mean, we were going into that where we had drastic water measures. Yeah, I um, remember. Yeah. So a little bit of thinking. If if it's something in your garden that's been there for forty years and doesn't use that much water and it hasn't escaped your perimeter, I don't think you have to rip it out immediately. Although they are saying if you want to sell your house, in the same way you need an electrical compliance certificate to go with the house, you're going to need to have a certificate from an invasive specialist oh, to say that you don't have invasive species on your property before you're allowed to sell it. Very, very interesting. It's so funny. It, it just reminds me of Australia, to, you know, at least 20 years ago, where where things were like that in Australia, and South Africans used to come over and mock the Australians uh, for caring so much about, you know, you couldn't take bananas about across. the environment. Yeah, and, and now it's all happening in SA. If only we had, you know, copied the Australians sooner and... And taken notes. Well, that's how the polyphagous shot borer got in. I mean, from the fact that there's so few controls and measures put into place at, at various points, at ports, yeah. even if it's an inland port, yeah. at points of ingress for various things. So that's that's how the shot borer came from Southeast Asia to here. And it's playing havoc with the environment. So a big up uh, to the project in Cape Town. It's expected to save billions of liters of water a year. Yeah. Um, so they're clearing pine and eucalyptus trees. But then that's another thing. Eucalyptus, also an invader, does use a lot of water but if you take all of those plants out you're taking away the habitat of like millions of bees who live in eucalyptus and they need that eucalyptus to live as so far it's as a I very know, fine line yeah as far as i know i mean the nature conservancy and city of cape town have done a lot of research into this and they are mm. replacing as they're taking they are you know so because because it's also the soil you know you pull everything out and the soil falls apart so so yeah. they th- this is a, a genuinely professional project as far as I know and um, and it's created over a thousand jobs. And how many hectares are they going for? I mean, was it four and a half thousand they've done already and there were four and a half thousand hectares? Yeah, and another seven thousand to go. So they're about they're nearly halfway through. That's fantastic. But That's yeah, absolutely brilliant. It's, it's going to be really good to avoid another sort of day zero happening they're saying as well. Yeah. But then, I mean, everybody's like, you know, they sit and they think, well, 
oh, I can't have roses in Cape Town because if we have no water, then the roses won't do well. Surprisingly, <laughs> the plants that came through the drought the best in Cape Town with a minimal amount of water were roses. Yeah. And imagine if you'd taken like all of those eucalyptus down in the streets around and you didn't have, an, how are you going to plant another tree? Because you wouldn't have had water, enough water to get that plant to actually ground itself and establish. So, you know, yeah, it's a fine line, people. Go and speak I to do, an expert before you just willy-nilly chop things down. <laughs> do notice here, which it must be the same all over the world, which is so beautiful, is that when there isn't rain, there are so many more flowers, you know, because there's less mm. leaves and, and, and it's kind of pretty. But of course, we want rain. We want rain because we're in a drought. So, Oh, well, it hasn't rained in Joburg yet. So I'm still waiting. Everything's dusty. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> including my brain. <laughs> but that's another point. Okay, now tell me a bit about Sandparks with their anti-poaching efforts. Uh, just a, a shout out to Total Energies that have donated another four and a half million to them to help them with anti-poaching. So that money will go into the fuel for the air wing support. And honestly, San, you know, the Kruger, all these places, they can't do it without these relationships with corporates. So, mm. you know, we all bash corporates, but it's, it's often their money that's helping save the wildlife. Thank goodness. Did you see that TikTok about those two elephants that got stuck in a water hole in Kenya? And the people who came to save them and to get them out. It's a, it's a, I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it. Okay, I have seen it. Or did you just see it? Yeah. I mean, that was, it was very, very heartwarming. So I will always like applaud big time all of those people who are anti poaching, saving wildlife, who put their lives on the line a lot of the time and go to extraordinary lengths to go and protect the the animals of our, our earth wherever they are in the world, not just here in South Africa as well. Yeah. Thank you. And and and, okay. and talking that we we got a bit of an interesting article at the moment about about the sex lives of of wild animals and there's all the normal stuff about peacocks and ducks you know it's the pretty ones that are the men which is kind of crazy and then the the spotted hyena has some very interesting facts about it that I had no idea about. So check it out on this on sapeople.com. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I, I've seen the story, so I know, and I won't say anything further as well. Yeah, I love hyena. They're actually very, very nice. Um, they like me. Lots and lots of testosterone, the females. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about Tammy Williams getting on to a different female. Oh, amazing. So 12 years ago, she was a receptionist, knew nothing about farming. And um, now she's just become the first female to be awarded um, the Young Farmer of the Year Award. She grows bananas and macadamias. So we've got that story coming up later today. In KZN? Yeah. Must be if it's bananas and macadamias, and she must be on the lower <laughs> south coast somewhere because I know what farms down there. <laughs> I wonder if she's friends with Scott Scott, who also farms in that area. Mm. Remember Scott Scott? I do remember Scott Scott. Who couldn't forget? Okay. Yeah. They, oh, I was talking to some people the other day, and yeah. Oh, he was just so nice. <laughs> I was talking what, to what is Scott doing. You know, you know, we were making a video once in Johannesburg about oh, a beautiful video. All, all of us kind of music journalists 
and I was mm-hmm. sitting on a stool talking to him, and it was a high bar stool, and I just leaned back too far and fell right off. <laughs> How to feel like a total twit. Yes. Don't worry. I did that on live TV. I wouldn't get too worried about it. You know, it just makes you more memorable, Jen. It's just a much better way to go. Have you seen Blood Psalms? Well, you, it only starts today, but have you seen... No, obviously I haven't seen it yet. I've heard the about the thing. But you were telling us about the female king, the woman king. Oh, what yes, was the woman king. So anyway, I went on the other day, whatever day that was, yeah. um, last week to, to go and watch the movies. Yes, with um, the movie with Julia Robinson, yes. and, uh, Paradise George Cooney. or something. Ticket to Paradise. Yes. And they had the, um, trailer. the trailer. My goodness, for the for the woman king. And my goodness, it was looked amazing. Oh, divine. Move over Black Panther. This is looking fabulous. So I think I'll actually make a plan to go and see that. Definitely. I'd, I'd like to see it on the big screen. Excellent. Because um, it just yes. looks so big and bold and she's amazing. <laughs> she's just absolutely fantastic. And all an filmed actress. in South Africa. Yeah. So I'm, and, yeah. um, of course, Blood Psalms is the original African fantasy launching today. Today they um, had the big party Africa. last yeah. night. I mean, it's, as I said last week, it's Africa's Game of Thrones. And I found out that it's, uh, some of Showmax's partners in it include Canal Plus, which is, is here in France. And, you know, they yes. support, um, like American productions. They are amazing at helping get good productions made around the world. Um, and they, so, so unfortunately, uh, you can watch it on Showmax in South Africa, but we can't mm-hmm. watch it internationally because Canal Plus will be launching it internationally. But oh, fortunately, okay. what it means is that this production is the best filmed production ever to come out of Africa. It's really going to be something to make South Africans very, very proud. So look out for it. I think the first two, first two episodes dropped tonight, today. So. Well, I will watch them and give you feedback on what I think. Okay, good. How's that? And, and, and it's all in original language. You know, people are speaking Zulu and Kosa and et cetera. Oh, so I'm going to watch it in that. I'm going to watch original language. Not make the mistake like I did with Ludic and watch exactly. it in the dubbed version because it's exactly. just weird. Okay. But, but do put subtitles because I yes, know you're good, but maybe not that good. Not, maybe not that good, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then what is Triangle of Sadness? Oh, that's, that's something I haven't heard about. Yes, you have. It's it's the one that... Have I? Yes. <laughs> it's the one... You see, you've got a dusty brain today. Um, I told you. <laughs> it's, it's the one that won the Cannes um, Palm d'Or. The, the top prize at the Cannes Film Festival this year. Yes. And that stars Shabli Dean, the South African 32-year-old who tragically the died who, a few died, weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's coming to South Africa on the 7th of October. It recently had its premiere in New York and the director dedicated it to her. Um, and, and just said how amazing she was on set at lifting everybody up and just what a precise, brilliant actress she was, you know, which, which I just, I couldn't agree more. I was so blown away by her, not even knowing she was South African. So, yeah. um, I'm actually going to watch it again tonight because it's, it's now on the circuit. Yeah. Okay. Beam it to me, Scotty. Beam it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could wait a week. Hey, okay. I could wake a week. Yes, I can do that. Okay, so what have you got coming up on the site for next week? What's what's the big story? So many things that I've 
<laughs> right now I'm so busy I've gone to the movie and I'm thinking because the movie's got a lot of super yachts in it so it reminded me of the Monica Boat Show and I'm thinking oh my god what am I going to wear um, okay so, <laughs> you're sounding like um, the tennis player dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, okay so what we've got coming up is that South Africa wants to send its very first team of um, para surfers to the mm-hmm. world champions in California in December so so we've got that story coming up and then a beautiful story from Platter Project this beautiful mom is making these handmade baubles for the Christmas trees but it's mm-hmm. with a South African theme so she paints she paints beautifully she, she's got the big five she's got some that are just rhino some that are just birds and you can order them wherever you are in the world as Christmas gifts and all the money everything is going towards wildlife conservation and towards children battling organ failure because that's what the artist is battling Oh, okay. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Well, not so lovely for all that of those stories. Well, I mean, it's lovely that she's doing these things. Yes. 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 <laughs> not, not lovely. You know, no. Okay. Yes. No. Let's. We must qualify because otherwise, somebody will ask me if I'm having a go about the Ministry <laughs> of Silly Walk. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So those stories and many, many more, of course, all up on sapeople.com. And if you have anything you'd like to share, please do get along onto the Facebook page or onto the site itself. Send your stuff in if Jenny likes it. She'll post it. Be part of the growing South African community around the world. Because you know what? We are the best. We are so lekker. <laughs> anyway, Jen, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thanks, Melanie. See you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. <laughs>